2: We're all trying to adjust to life after Dirk, and uh, this is a great place to be. A brand, This is the grand opening of Sports Haven, downtown McKinney, a place to come get gear for your local teams that you know and love, and there's exclusive gear in here you can't find anywhere else. So we're stoked to be here. An, infa- uh, an incredible family here owns this place, the Havens, which is why it's called Sports Haven. How about that? Um, so, man, we're, we're, we're really excited to be here. G-Bag Nation was stoked to be here. I just feel like the weather's nice. The square is incredible. So great day to come out and see us. And we're all trying to get over our grief of the end of an era with Dirk leaving in skin. You have such unique insight into this. You traveled with the Mavericks for Fox Sports Southwest. You did the game. Uh, you're in team hotel, team plane, team bus. Uh, you ta- told us yesterday when you called in. You're on the same floor as Dirk. You and him get out of the elevator. You're you know you're just a couple doors down from each other in your your hotel rooms. And and then at the end of it all. Uh, You got to interview Dirk as as he left the court after his final game. So, dude, just take us wherever you want to take us. We just want to kind of hear what that was like.
3: Okay, so there's a lot of different things that we can get to. uh, But I think one angle I want to get to is the San Antonio angle of all of this uh, because there's some amazing symmetry to all this that I hadn't really pondered or considered at first. The number one aspect being, and we'll get into some of the nuts and bolts of this a little bit later, but, you know, when Donnie was on the other day, he talked about uh, the San Antonio being Dirk's American Idol coming out party. And and what, what really goes into that is, you know, where at and where San Antonio plays, there's a little venue right next door, a smaller gym that, that Donnie calls the Pillbox because it's shaped like a pillbox, <laughs> and it's a smaller gym. And that was where the Nike Hoop Summit went on, where it's the international players versus the American players that are 18 and younger. And Donnie was an assistant coach on the international team, and that's how he, you know, got connected with Dirk, was through that experience. And we can get into some of the nuts and bolts of that a little bit later. But as the team bus was pulling into the arena, Donnie, who's, and Holger's on the bus too, and Donnie's there with his son, DJ. You know DJ really well. Mm-hmm. And Donnie's like, that's it right there, and he's pointing to the gym, and everyone on the bus is like, straining their neck to look at that little gym, and you know, there's team, there's players and coaches and media, they're all on this bus, and Brad Townsend from the Dallas Morning News is going to have some incredible stuff coming to you on Sunday, Uh, some incredible content, an oral history of Dirk's Nike Hoop Summit, all these kinds of things, and there's some amazing stories that that I didn't know, and you and I have been around Donnie a million times and know a bunch of stories. But a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know. I was like, oh, my God. I had the longest conversation with Holger I've ever had. It was about a 15-minute wow. conversation. Just he's explaining that whole time period. And, and I was just blown away. They all went over there to take a picture in front of it, and it was just too close to pregame show. I couldn't walk over there. But someone from the Spurs Escorted them over there so they could get there, take the picture, and come back.
2: You're telling me that that little gym over there is the place where it all started. That's Where it all started, and the symmetry of that's
3: where it all ended. That's where it all ended. Good lord, and, chills. And, yeah, and I hadn't even really considered all this stuff, and um, and so then on top of that, you know the the Mavericks bust in uh, a lot of people, but I'm telling you, the amount of people there that were wearing. 41211 shirts that were in Dallas on Tuesday and drove down <laughs> on Wednesday and our own uh, Stephen Ray Rodriguez was there and I saw him before the game he goes I pulled over at the Buckys and it was like a dirk party. I walked in at Bucky's and it was full of people wearing 41211 shirts that were all making the road trip wow. to San Antonio <laughs> So Shout by the time dirk. that Dirk was getting MVP chance, loud loud mvp chants in that arena I'm looking around wow. and it's Maverick fans and Spurs fans <sighs> like all dude in unison it was incredible like just the uh, just the amount of love and admiration he got it was so awesome but uh, really funny follow tweet so follow had to go to Austin right after the game and he okay, for work he, you know cuz follow calls a lot of stuff and if you go and you look at his Twitter account, I probably should have pulled this up, uh, but he gets in the car right after the game, his rent car, and heads that way. And just like our own uh, Stephen Ray Rodriguez told us, Followell had an amazing tweet when he said, Dry, this is 16 hours ago, Driving to Austin tonight, and I'm here to tell you that the gathering place of MFFLs is Bucky's and in New Braunfels. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of them had to work right. the next day, so they got into their cars and drove the five hours back after the game. Okay. Or to Austin or wherever they were from. It was Dude. this gathering of Texan Dirk fans all in San Antonio.
2: So awesome. So awesome. Okay, so. Obviously, Tuesday night, uh, Dirk retires and announces his retirement, his last home game. Still had to go play that last game in San Antonio. And I thought he did a good job of trying to hold it together as much as he could in Dallas. But, man, we quickly started seeing um, the reaction that you guys caught on Fox Sports Southwest when San Antonio rolled out the Dirk video montage, and Dirk just couldn't hold back the waterworks. And, man, I don't know if anybody was able to hold him back at that point. So was that before player introductions? Was that at the very
3: beginning? Here's how they did it. And it was this is truly incredible. And I got so much uh, just respect. You know how much I love pop. I mean, I love pop. And I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but the general manager of the Spurs is R.C. Buford. So, Ben, you'll remember this. When I was in high school, I used to go to basketball camp at, at Lawrence, in Lawrence at Kansas University uh-huh. when Larry Brown was the coach. His top assistant was R.C. Buford. So when Larry Brown went to San Antonio, R.C. Buford went with him. One of the basketball camps when I was in KU, Popovich was there just like as a, I guess you'd call him an intern or an assistant, just an observer, right? Mm-hmm. So that really is Larry Brown's Kansas crew that went to San Antonio, set up shop, and then R.C. Buford and Pop, and those guys stayed, and and it became the thing that it became. But I have so much respect for those two guys specifically and how they go about doing it. And you know how much I like Pop. Well, so when they did that, they do the player introductions, and then the lights go out, and then they show that video. (sighs) Okay, so that's after the player introductions? It was the last one, basically.
2: So they went through the Mavs lineup, and then they just said,
3: wait, before we get to Dirk. It just, they didn't even say that. They like introduced the other four guys and then just the lights went down and the video went up. He
0: did, Yeah, oh. and he didn't know. Right? He didn't,
3: he knew there was something, but he didn't know.
0: And he, he didn't know then. He didn't know exactly because what it was. Because he was already like, he was high fiving. Yes. And then the video had already started and they right. took the lights down a little bit and then he looked up.
3: And then he looked up and watched it. And so imagine oh. this. I mean, think about. How heated those games were, those series were. So competitive. It is a compilation of Dirk destroying the Spurs.
0: Yes, I thought that was crazy. <laughs> that, that was just so classy of the Spurs. That was awesome. Yes.
2: And he refers to them as the big brother who used to always beat the heck out of them. Right. And then they finally overcame him on that three-point play by
3: Ginobili. And right. And so, and one of the things I realized uh, as all this was going on, and Dirk lost it, and then they captured all that. But one of the things I realized is by him like retiring on Tuesday, it made Wednesday more emotional. Right? Yeah. Like if we didn't know, that would have been different. Because we would have been right. sitting there going, Oh, well, what's gonna happen now? He's next? gonna decide in a few months. And that was kind of part of the whole gift aspect of this was it made it better for everybody. And so those those uh those were the moments where it just like became, wow, just so overwhelming. Because you can kind of compartmentalize a little bit and, and plow forward. But then that was like, that was the realest moment. So how did you keep it together on the air? I didn't have to talk at that point. <laughs> were you crying? That was the yeah. That was the you part. You can't look at Dirk crying and not cry, not cry right? That's the other thing you realize is like, you can compartmentalize your own emotions. You can do that. But it's when you start sort of like, Tapping into other people's emotions when it gets I, hard. I, 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 uh, describing this kind of how I felt Tuesday night at the game. It's like when you go to a to a funeral and you, it's maybe it doesn't hit you, maybe, and then you see someone that you love cry. Right. And you exactly. Lose
0: it. Yeah. I remember it's
3: the first time I saw my dad or my grandpa cry, and you just lose it. Right. And and dude, I, I
2: love what, that you're bringing that up. And Dirk's quote last night, as he says, they say every athlete dies twice. You know, you mm-hmm. die when your career's yeah. over, Yep. and then you die when your life's over, and so it's kind of like that. He's realizing that his athlete athletic life is over,
3: yeah, and I mean, his and,
2: professional sports life rather.
3: And so, and that that was like a, a a really incredible aspect of it. The other time for me that was tough, like the toughest time for me when it was on air, like actually because people were going, "Man, did you almost cry in that interview?" And I was like, "No." Because Dirk wasn't almost crying, right? And I didn't realize that at the time, but I realized it later. Like if Dirk had been crying, I would. <laughs> but the hardest part for me on air was when we were doing the post-game show. I thought Harp was about to break up. Really? And when he he did a long pause and when his voice changed, I went, "Oh God," you know, because <laughs> it's that thing you're talking about. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't even think Harp. I don't remember Harp crying at uh, his at his jersey retirement. Maybe he did, but it's kind
2: of like if uh, somebody else throws up, everybody else going to throw up. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. like, like and right, I'm throwing up because you're throwing up. Right. I was about to, but now you're crying. I can't hold it back. Yeah. I was barely holding it back, and now you're crying. You screwed me on that. Now
3: I'm, I'm crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. Oh man! But uh, but but so, anyways, the other thing too is you guys know how much I love Pop, and so you know I, I'm not sitting here plugging an Instagram account, but I'm going to plug it. Because of where I was sitting, I took a picture last night of Pop hugging Dirk right after that. Oh, wow. So before the tip. I don't
2: follow you. What it's
3: at uh, Skinweight on the Instagram. Let me unblock and, you. And so uh, I took a bunch of quick pictures. And then oh, wow. Of, do you see it? Dude, it's like an artist. I, I Well I, so, done. The
2: framing, is you got well, a goal in the background. Okay. They're kind of in the left go, corner. Go to,
3: I want you to go to the next picture so you can see what I was working with. So that's how far away I was. Oh, my God. So I took multiple pictures, and in that one I zeroed in and kind of put some graphics on it. So after the game, the guys that were on the bus, including Mavs photographers, some of them were there, and I showed him that picture, and our buddy Brandon Colston goes, oh, my God, I wish I took that picture. Can yeah, you dude, you framed like- it perfectly. So it was it was one of those deals where it was like I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And, you know, uh, so then the game happens, right, and that's going on. And it was okay, but, you know, the Mavs were really down at halftime. When Dirk came out and scored eight points in the first four minutes of the third quarter, that's when it really started feeling extra special. And he had the only double-double of the season last night. What do you have, 20 and 10? And then the night before, that's coming one night after, scoring 30 for the only time all year. There have been two people in the history of the NBA, the history of the NBA to score 30 points in a game after the age of 40. Two people, Jordan did it four times. Dirk did it in his final home game.
0: Wow! Wow! I mean, it, it it's feel, it feels like the whole thing couldn't have been done better though. I feel it like everything
3: have. went perfect, and part of it was just him not knowing which he was uncomfortable with. Yes, right. and that
2: helped it be, go perfectly. Uh, it's, you know what's crazy about it too is um, that's him, right? He's perfect. He he's perfect, and so. What The way this all went, I never could have anticipated it. I've never seen it before. I couldn't have ever thought it up. You couldn't have choreographed it. It just happened because he's Dirk, and so it he went out his own way, and it was perfection.
3: It was perfection. It really, really was. He could not – I mean, the biggest problem he has at this point is he can't move the way he wants to move, and he had – Arguably, his two best games—at least two of his four best games—within a 36-hour period, (laughs) while dealing with wild emotions. Yeah, God, oh, that's 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 sort of like one of the things too that is a hallmark of his career. You know, if you go back to the personal turmoil that was going on in his life during that Denver series, and I don't know if you guys remember, the TNT crew was killing Dirk for giving credit. To his opponent, he never gave credit to his other opponent. This is the Denver series, and any of those guys, I'd never give my opponent credit. Dude, he dropped like 42 a game on him. And in that same week, there's footage of Kenyon Martin talking about how difficult it is to stop Dirk. And I'm like, why are we having a one-way conversation here? He's having the worst personal turmoil of his life, and he's compartmentalizing it, and he's destroying the Nuggets. Dude, and remember. Destroying them. Wasn't
2: it Jet we were talking to when he said the most he's ever seen anyone talk trash to Dirk was Kenyon Martin? Yes. I wonder if it was that series. May have been. So he's going through this personal stuff. I wonder if Kenyon was talking that personal stuff with him. Probably was. And then he dropped 42 in his eyeball. I mean, Um, Hey, I, I don't want to go any further without playing this, though. We've got your interview with Dirk last night. Okay. This is Skin with Dirk via Fox Sports Southwest. What an amazing honor for Skin, Uh, the last interview with Dirk on the court. Here it is, Skin with Dirk right after the game.
1: Big German, how does it feel? Uh, I felt good. You know, I wasn't really shooting the ball the way I wanted to. I Had a couple great looks there in the first half, but you know, it was emotional for me last night. Uh, It was physically and emotional draining. Um, but, you know, I left it all out the there today again, representing the, the franchise in the city that I love. So I had a blast. You've had some amazing memories on the road this year, the way crowds have
3: treated you. You ended here in San Antonio. MVP chance. How do you feel about the way San Antonio treated you tonight?
1: Yeah, you know, if I if I don't end at home, it's kind of fitting to end here in San Antonio, you know. What this place has meant to me, to my career, uh, the, the battles we had, they were... They were always our big brother beating up on us, and then 06 sliding yeah, by them. I had the most respect for Pop and RC and, and what they've been doing, and they've been great for my entire career here. You know, they're, they're, they're always great and what they do and uh, what they stand for. So, uh, class act, and that, that video got me really emotional before the game, and I uh, really want to thank the, the Spurs organization for, for everything, for, for pushing me every year. And making me a better player. Is it even possible for you to right now articulate to our audience what the last 36 hours has been like for you? I mean, I barely got any sleep last night. I was super excited, super surprised yesterday that obviously five of my heroes, my idols showed up out of nowhere. Um, That guys like that would even show up for me, you know. For the little guy from Wurzburg, that meant a lot. Uh, And then finally, Dirk, what are you going to be doing tomorrow, man? Well, we got exit interviews, uh, then I got I got a little German house thing where I got more interviews, and then uh, I'm going to let go. Uh, my family's here for, for a couple more days, friends from all over the world. I'm going to enjoy that, and it'll probably start slowing down by next week. You know, get up in the morning, take the kids to school, pick them up. Uh, in between, a lot of laying around, and, uh, and just letting go a little bit. Thank you for everything, man. It's been incredible. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Boom. There he goes,
0: Dirk. Oh, wow.